Yes. No. <laughs> no. Pick one. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 158 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Illuminati of Independence Day, the one and only Kirby Hossaman. Kirby... How the hell are you? I am doing well. I uh, obviously we're recording this a little bit differently this this week, I should say, since of the the way the holiday falls. Yep. I'm always excited to chat with you. I know you know it's funny. I think we say this all the time, but it really does kind of get me going uh, early in the day when we do this podcast. So it's good to chat with you. How are you, man? I am doing fabulous. Thank you so much for asking. It's been a an extraordinarily active uh, couple weeks and got some cool announcements coming up, which yeah. we'll probably talk about over the next couple weeks, but not today. So that would be what's called clickbait if I was putting that on the web. <laughs> it's a tease. <laughs> it is a tease, but you know what's not a tease, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That would be the new Common Skew Scop. Scott, common. Dang it, I can't talk today. Common Skew Shops over from our friends at Common Skew. That is not. You did it. Yeah, I did. I did it. I did it. <laughs> if you're not familiar, Common Skew Shops, big picture, they created shops. That's an answer for distributors who always struggle. And, and it is a struggle to build an online store, but they struggle with yes. those clunky, complicated, ugly stores. You need the services of an IT partner to create. They're a pain. These are new, easy, simple for Common Skew users to build a quick ordering uh, solution for their clients. And I know you've used it. Um, yeah. uh, you've, you've started using it. What's your experience been with that, Kirby? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked, Bill. So this week, and this is a totally true story, I uh, got an email from a client that I've been working with trying to get them to look at doing a store. Um, it just makes sense. They're one of our biggest clients. They emailed me uh, yesterday and said, hey, my boss is now ready to look at this. Can you send me something over? By I, Within the hour, I had sent them a fully functional shop. Mm-hmm. Like And so the idea that you could do that, select products, get it out there, and get it in the hands of your client that with that kind of speed is crazy. It, it, the, when they say it's easy, it really is. Yeah, that's amazing. The Common Skew Shops, no complicated inventory, no complicated purchasing methods. Common Skew Shops truly are, and, and I've played with it, and you've actually had experience building it, but I've played with it as well, truly a frictionless experience that really eliminates all the communication hassles and all the multiple data entries, truly making it an easy, seamless experience. So if you want to learn more, gosh darn it, why wouldn't you? Right. Visit commonskew.com slash shops. You won't be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, are you ready to broadcast at a patriotic level today? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I'm ready to get it, get it started. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start, yes. if you don't mind. Perfect. All right, Kirby. So generally, we don't talk about mergers and acquisitions in the promotional products industry on this podcast because if that's what we focused on, that's all we'd ever talk about. True. But I found one very interesting this week. Okay. As Bic Graphic, who had been rumored to be maybe getting out of the promotional products industry and maybe in a little bit of trouble, they've actually entered an exclusive partnership to sell Hanes Brands apparel. Did you see that? 
I did. I did see that. that yeah. Is, yeah. So it's going to be yeah, it's going to be 70 bestsellers. Some of the brands are going to be our champion gear for sports, which hey, welcome back to the industry gear for sports. Um, <laughs> com- uh, comfort wash alternative. We're, are we we're really right now as I'm looking at the landscape, especially from a supplier perspective, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I think we're really seeing the rise of the one-stop shop suppliers when it comes to industry consolidation. Mm, yeah. Um, do you think this kind of spells doom and gloom for the niche specialty suppliers? I mean, you have a hub promotional group, you've got PCNA, you've got HIT, you've got Prime Alpha Broder, and now I see, you know, it looks like Big Graphics trying to do the same type of thing. Are we seeing the death of the specialty niche supplier? No. Um, so oh, great, uh, awesome. Next topic. Good, good topic, right? <laughs> no. So, so no, I would. I actually think it's super interesting. And if I were in the financial position of a hub, of a, a bit graphic, I think what they're doing makes sense. I think hit, you know, like you mentioned, and, and PCNA, those make sense. I think creating for those people who want that one-stop solution, if you can offer products across the board and then provide service that people will love, it makes total sense. That being said. That when you love dealing with, or at least again, and I'm only speaking for me, when I love dealing with a certain supplier, like a mm-hmm. Maple Ridge Farms, which is a sort of, sort of a you know they they deal in food, right? Yep. But they when they provide amazing service, when they provide a you know amazing you know differentiation, I think there's definitely still a place for that. And you know I think it's true not just in this industry. I think it's true in any industry. I remember um, when Amy and I owned a candy bouquet franchise, right? Right. Um, well, we we always joked that we didn't sell Hershey's Kisses because Walmart would kill us. Right. But we did things that we you know when they zigged we zagged to try and differentiate. And I think that's what will happen with niche suppliers, just like I think you know distributors have to evolve as well. So that's that's sort of my take on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I actually kind of agree with you. I'm going to go a step further. I see it as an opportunity. Uh, more than anything else yeah. for those smaller niche suppliers that can be more nimble. They're not going to be encumbered by large corporate policies right. and do's and don'ts. And they can really kind of do things the way they want to do it, which allows innovation and allows them to kind of fly their freak flag a little bit and say, hey, yeah. we're different. And I really, really, really think it's an opportunity. So I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, my God, the industry is dissolving. Everybody's a department store now, blah, blah, blah. No, no. Yeah. Right. You're going to have your Walmarts and you're going to have your Costcos in our industry. But, you know, you're also going to have your boutique stores that are cool that people want to go to because they've got product nobody else does or they think differently than the rest of the industry does. Or they've got wonderful sales tools that really speak to my clients that the big guys don't. Or they have packaging options that the big guys don't. So I think to me when I see this stuff, it's it's inevitable, right? What, what we're right. seeing on the supplier side, I think it's 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 – it's it's fairly obvious, which is why I generally don't like talking about this stuff. It's like no shit, Sherlock. Right. But I think when we look in terms of what it means for the smaller niche suppliers, um, I think it's an incredible opportunity. Where I think it's a death knell are your middle ground suppliers, mm. your suppliers that are des- you know they're not small suppliers. They're kind of middle ground. They have a couple you know a couple lines or a couple different product categories, and they don't have another dance partner. So they right. either need to scale. They need to find a way to scale back and be nimble, or find a dance partner pretty quick. Or I think that middle class is going to be really really gone. Yeah. So really quickly, I think one of the things you mentioned on is that, you know, the bigger ones are going to be more encumbered with um, with uh, the corporate speak. They won't be able to be 
kind of out there. And I think that some of the brands that are irreverent are the ones that are the ones that are most interesting and attractive. I mentioned Maple Ridge Farms. Yep. Like EMT comes to mind with their yep. promo AF campaign. Yep. I thought that was freaking brilliant. I like I was wearing that hat this morning. Um, like Numo, mm-hmm. um, Chameleon like. Those are those are ones that um, you know we we made the joke of like I think it was Chameleon like who said that their other supplier crushes like these are when you said the, the the more nimble niche independent suppliers those are ones that come to mind so yep. in order to just flip this back to you are there other suppliers that kind of come to mind like that yeah in your mind um, I, I think you mentioned a couple Numo yeah. EMT. Um, it'll be very interesting to watch Origadio and see right. you know now that they're part of because the that hub used group. to be the one right that <laughs> used to be the one and see actually I have a feeling that Origadio is going to kind of make Hub a, a little more um, irreverent uh, yeah a little a, a little more you know kind of a, a, a leader in, in those categories. I think you mentioned the, the two that, that really come to mind with, I think, Chameleon-like. I think what they do is is very cool. They're yeah. a very small niche supplier, and they actually manufacture. In a yeah. world where people don't manufacture anymore, they do. So <laughs> they're out there. You just have to look for them. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Cool. That's a good one. Next. All right, really quickly, um, just because it's newsworthy, I think we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but PPI announced its new uh, board. Yep. Um, with, uh, and I'm, gonna, I'm terrible at this, but... Uh, Todd Potterbaum. Todd Potterbaum. Great guy. Todd's a great, great guy. guy. Yep. I know Todd uh, very well. Yep. Ira Neiman, Bill, Bill Maher, and yep. of course, uh, Brittany David. And so, like, maybe you have more to add on this. I just, every time this sort of thing comes out, I always am enamored and just admired the people that spend this much time. I, I don't think people in our industry understand the level mm-hmm. of commitment it takes to serve in this way. And so just a quick shout out to those folks um, for, for serving in that way. So that was yeah. that was sort of a quick topic. I guess. Yeah, no, great topic. Great. It's a great group of people, servant leaders. Um, I'm president of the RAC board, and I don't right. do, do nearly as much as what Brittany David does as the uh, Madam Chairperson of the PPI board. And it's a, it's a good portion of my time, and, and um, it's an honor to do it. Um, and so uh, tip of the cap to those folks. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right, Kirby. 2019 Promo Marketing has released their top 65 st- uh, distributors. I don't know. Hmm. I think it used to be 50. Now it's 65. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to go through this very quickly and wanted to see if there's anything you wanted to add. Um, the top 10, 4 Imprint, Halo. This is in order. 4 Imprint, Halo, number two, which kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. Uh, BDNA, Proforma. Taylor Communications, Integrated Marketing Solutions, Discount Mugs. Everybody can boo. I know nobody <laughs> likes Discount Mugs. Get over it. Geiger, I Promote You, and AIA. Other notables, American Solutions for Business, number 11, um, which really? I thought was really interesting. Brand Via, number 23. Axis, number 24. And Icebox, number 42. What I find interesting about a study like this, not so much the rankings, it's the trends. So this is really where I want you to focus and actually listen to me. So go ahead and put down that gold star pen and pay attention. <laughs> Hi, that's so funny. <laughs> I am holding a gold star pen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the trends. Uh, of the 65 top distributors, 37, mo- the, the average of their sales breakdown from hard goods to apparel, 37% apparel sales. So that seems to be increasing. We usually <laughs> say it's about 33 34%, so 37%. Okay. The top verticals, financial, healthcare, manufacturing, retail, and tech. Okay. The states with the most uh, distributors on the list. Ohio has seven. Congratulations, Kirby. <laughs> Illinois tied with you also at seven. Minnesota, five. California, five. And this is the one I thought 
uh, was the, the, certainly the most interesting to me. Um, Proforma has two principal officers, so there's 66. There's number of 66. So the the division between men and women, 54 men are are the principal officers of the top top 65 companies, and 12 are women. Which I was actually I, I couldn't decide if I was excited that there were act 12 women leading organizations or bummed out that there was only 12 women leading sure. organizations. So. I don't really know where I end up on that. I always want to see more inclusion and diversity in our industry. But as a distributor, and I wanted to ask you this, how do you leverage this information to help you grow your sales? Or is it just interesting fodder, good to know? I mean, is, is there something here that can help you? Um, I, I, I think really number one is it's interesting fodder, um, and it is good to know. I Actually, the thing that popped out at me, you were saying that the apparel grew. I actually am surprised it's that low. Oh, wow, okay. Um, be because again, I think it's you know apparel is just inherently by nature more expensive. So I you know one pen versus one uh, shirt. The mm-hmm. shirt from a percentage perspective is obviously going to be bigger from volume. So I, yeah. I actually figured it'd be closer to forty or forty five percent would have been the the answer there. But um, you know I think the idea of when, there being twelve um, principles that are women. I think I guess I go with encouraging mm-hmm. um, on that okay. because the reality of it is, yes, of course we want there to be um, more inclusion, but I also think that there is a level of, you know, choosing yourself. I mean, no, yep. um, so now certainly some of those have to be hired right, right. into those positions, but some of them, you know, many of these organizations you've mentioned were started by entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Those entrepreneurs certainly could be women and, and, and certainly encourage them to do so. So I think overall, super interesting. Um, and I think this is the kind of thing that makes me thoughtful. And those yep. trends are interesting in the sense to go, okay, is there something in there that everyone is doing that I'm not doing? Yeah. That's really the only takeaway I take from those. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's always interesting to see, you know, where we're at as an industry, how we're growing, where things are growing. I really like your perspective as a distributor. You know, I'm a little bit removed from that, um, being on the service provider side and the agency side. But it, uh, I do find it very interesting that uh, still, you have two very Midwestern states uh, really leading the pack when it comes mm. to the larger distributorships. I found that fascinating. Yeah, top, that is interesting. T- top verticals didn't surprise me in any way, shape, or form. Um, the, you know, I thought apparel sales were actually higher, so it's very interesting that you and I have differing views on that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that means I'm out of touch. Mm. Um, just ask my kids when it comes to my taste <laughs> in music; they would agree with you. Um, no, that's but but it's super interesting. And yeah. I always I'm the kind of person who really appreciates. And I think it, when you spend any time creating content, mm-hmm. whenever you read something like this and understand the amount of research and time and effort that goes into creating it, I'm always blown away by by that sort of yeah. content, and I love it. Well, it's a lot of work to call and cultivate. So yeah, really cool. Really cool. All right, you got another topic for us? Yeah, again, another quick one, uh, just from a branding perspective i um this is sort of trending but i don't know if you saw that nike has decided to pull uh their shoe that was going to be um released on july 4th um they were having a uh, a shoe that had the betsy ross flag on the back of the shoe and based on uh feedback from colin kaepernick they decided to pull the shoe have you heard about this what was the feedback from colin kaepernick kirby uh, essentially, that the that particular flag had ties to slavery, and that it was the wrong message. And from doing that, they pulled the shoe. 
Um, and so there's a fairly large, at least <laughs> all I see on my Facebook page is a backlash. I always think it's funny when people are like, I'm never buying Nike again. I Okay, sure. But it is interesting. I feel like in many ways, it feels like every two weeks, Nike has a new sort of weird controversy. And so didn't know if you'd seen this and if you had any any thoughts on the idea of it. I, I've seen the the post kind of floating around and all that stuff. And I've done a I've, I've really done a good job of not clicking on it because honestly, <laughs> I, I, I think it's stupid. I've been spending my time trying to figure out what kind of Mexican street corn to fix uh, for Fourth of July. Nice. Um, based on what you told me again so i saw the i saw colin kaepernick's face and i have no issue with him uh, speaking his mind i think anybody should that's one of the great foundations yep. of our country no issue there whatsoever um i think i think we are growing uh, again i don't know what it's like to grow up as a black man in this in, in this country i have no idea what it's like um but to me um that's really picking a nit um, mm. I, I, if it had uh, the stars and bars on it, the, the traditional Confederate flag, I couldn't agree more. That, that to me is a complete sign of, of past racism and maybe even current racism in our country. But that Betsy Ross flag um, to me does not signify any sort of slavery. Were slaves, were, were the 13 states, uh, the original states, were they, uh, some of them slave states? Yeah. They were, but that's not what that flag signified. That flag signified the birth of a nation um, and, and, and what I still consider the greatest nation in the world. And so to me, I think, you know, it's a very misguided um, uh, protest, to be very candid with you. I think this is what makes people tune out and think mm, yeah. what I think it, I think it what makes people tune out and what uh, and devalues the good things Colin Kaepernick has to say about real racism and about, you know, like I said, I always say, I don't know what it's like to get in my car at night and be African-American and be worried that I'm going to get pulled over just because I'm African-American. I don't know what that's like, but I can't imagine that feels great. Those are things that are real issues that I think need to be addressed. Um, this is just ridiculous. And again, it devalues all the good he's trying to do. Well, and, and here's the thing, though. I actually am curious because it's like, okay, I respect that Colin Kaepernick has a voice and he has a platform and he can say what he wants. I'm, I'm intrigued that Nike pulled pulled the product because of it. They like, you know what I mean? There's two different there's two different things here. He he can certainly have any opinion he wants, but the idea that a, a brand as um, powerful and as big as Nike going, oh, okay, well, whatever you say, that to me that's a that was weird to me. We, that, we that are, was the part that here's the problem. We're running scared as a society. And, you know, there are people like, let's just use Colin Kaepernick because since he's the lightning rod here, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, he has some really strong things to say that I think are important for people to hear. It makes us uncomfortable. It makes us uncomfortable to look in the mirror and think, hey, you know what? We've come a long way, but we still have some racism in our society. And, and I think that's important. When you pick something as, as from my perspective, pure as the the original flag of the United States, I, I'm sorry. I think you're just really again. You're making people tune out. Yeah. You're not. It's it's again. It's what we tell our kids. Pick 
your battles. This yeah. is not a battle that needed to be picked. And again, I would love people to disagree just because I may not I may not be thinking of the whole thing. So maybe there's things I don't know about. So I'm I'm kind of walking a dangerous line here, really spouting a fairly strong opinion when I really don't have all the information, but that's my gut reaction. I support Colin Kaepernick's right to say whatever he wants to say, just like anyone else, but I sure as hell don't agree with it in this in this instance at all. Well, and here's the thing, and I, I, we were talking about this a little bit at the office yesterday, like, and you touched on it, and I, I, I loved what you had to say when you're like, you know, we kept saying, look, not everything is a crisis, no. and if everything is a crisis, everyone will start to tune out, yep. and I think either, because then you're just like, okay, come on, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, the example I used is when there was the, the challenges in St. Louis with... Um, with the racial tensions between Mm -hmm. police and and the community and lebron james Dwayne wade and carmelo anthony stepped up and kind of led it at the espies and used their platform to look further the conversation i i I was all for that i think that's great it was a real crisis absolutely right but if you know if we start to devalue that if everything is a crisis and i think that's that's was sort of my take on this. Well, and we can correlate it to our industry. Think about um, um, suppliers. When 87% of all orders are rush, none of them are rush orders. Exactly. Pick and choose. Your, you know, just send the real rush orders. You know, yes, and, and again, I do support what Colin Kaepernick and any American has to say. That's, that's kind of one of the great things about our country, freedom of speech. But that doesn't mean your freedom from being an idiot. And I think this is a very idiotic um, stance unless I, there's something I just really don't understand about it and i'm always open to be wrong yeah love it awesome. all right cool kirby we are at time for the promo person of the week which we use to highlight the one person in the promotional products industry that's really grabbing our attention making us think about things differently or just doing something out of the norm and it's my week this week and i yes. have i have a i think a great one uh jessica gibbons roush i don't know if you know Ooh, jessica okay uh, jessica i've known if you don't know jessica she's uh a, a based in chicago Okay. And um, I worked. I served with her on the PPA Chicago board um, back when I lived in the Chicago area, and, and we've stayed close uh, ever since. And she lost her job recently at a distributor. Okay. And she um, has taken the path of starting her own agency, um, wow. which is I, I just applaud. It's called Trend on Brand, nice. and uh, she really um, has really embrace this as an opportunity you know whereas a lot of people look at a job loss and say whoa me poor me this stinks um she's really embraced this as an opportunity to really um really show the industry who she is she's been uh you know i think she's had some dialogue with charity i don't think she's been on the badass women of promo podcast but i think you know she's been featured with some quotes and i just love the fact that when people you know are at that crossroads in life they take a risk um because you know it's it's one of those things you either crawl in a hole and fold or you double down and say, I'm betting on me. And she's betting on herself. And so I'm a big fan of that. So uh, I say Jessica Givens-Roush. 
I love it. And I, I don't know Jessica, but I am super excited about this. This is the kind of thing that I think, um, you know, it will be hard in the short term just because there's so much to work through. But I think 12 months from now, she'll be like, oh, my God, why didn't I do this five years ago? Yeah, and absolutely. so I, I'm excited for her. That's absolutely. awesome. So, Jessica, Good one. Your, your box of virtual high fives are on the way to a chicago suburb of your choosing love it kirby we are up to fill in the blank which we yes. both acknowledge is the most difficult thing to prepare for for this podcast <laughs> i agree it is sponsored by the good goods over at gold star you know we talk about how they are really well known in our industry as a fun fantastic company they produce high quality writing instruments you're clicking on one as i speak they're they're the clear leader in the category, but you know that word leader drives me absolutely insane because it's a meaningless marketing word. So I'm calling them the leader. That is not their marketing materials. Right. But there's other companies that say they're the leader in writing instruments. I want to tell you why, with actual evidence, why Gold Star is the leader. Did you know, from a decoration perspective, they do 300 full color, 360 degree uh, decoration to silk screen and laser engraving? I did know that. I'm actually looking at it. Yeah. They have what it takes to decorate the writing instrument. You need the way you want it. And then I always talk about the quality. I will tell you, for a, a promotional pen, a writing instrument, I gosh darn that ever smooth ink. I, every time I pick up a pen and it's not a gold star, I notice. Right. I notice it doesn't write as well. The ink doesn't flow as smoothly. And when you use that uh, uh, gold star pen with the ever smooth ink, the quality is, is it's by and far the best in the industry. I love it. Awesome. Love it. So if you want to learn more, get some great ideas on how pens can be more than just a promotional writing instrument, go ahead and sign up for your free, that's right, doesn't cost you a dime, free brand story toolkit by visiting them at goldstarpens.com slash toolkit. You won't be sorry you did. Kirby, are you ready for fill in the blank? I am ready, my friend. Do you have a uh, Do you have a uh, topic or theme this week? I mean, I do. My theme is beer. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I had a feeling. You You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so let's start with the easy one. So, your current favorite style of beer is? I'm gonna go ahead and say the. Uh, da, 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 da. I, I don't want to say IPA, so I'm going to okay. say a New England style AP, uh, IPA. <laughs> Actually, yeah, or no, uh, no, uh, no bat, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Words. <laughs> yeah. Unfiltered wheat. Okay. Uh, unfiltered wheat. My favorite beer um, that I can't really get here in Tennessee, which kind of stinks, is by a. Uh, they're starting to expand, thankfully. I think they sold out to Anheuser-Busch. And, and a quick aside, they've Anheuser-Busch has done a nice job of acquiring these breweries and letting them just do their thing and just basically providing distribution. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's called Revolver Brewing in Texas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, they have a great beer called Blood and Honey. And yep. it's made with uh, some blood orange and a, just a tinge of honey. It's not sweet at all. And it is a, it is a uh, unfiltered wheat beer, and it is amazing. Sweet. Absolutely amazing. So an unfiltered wheat beer, Kirby. Love it. All right, Kirby. Thing, uh, my theme this week is things that are American. Okay. The food you would describe as the most American to someone visiting the United States for the first time would be blank. I'd just go cheeseburger. Okay. Um, I think that, you know, when I think of, you know, people say hot dogs, people might say some other stuff, but I, for me, whenever I think of, you know, hanging out with my friends, grilling on the back deck, or just, hey, I want something that is an American food, I'd say cheeseburger 
Um, and done right, it like it's so funny. I think we have devalued the cheeseburger with fast food in so uh, many ways. But, man, a cheeseburger done right is amazing. I, I will tell you there is no better food than the perfectly done cheeseburger. Um, <laughs> so I, you have no arguments for me there, sir. Sweet. Okay, we've talked about your current favorite style of beer. Yeah. The beer you dislike the most is? I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, Kirby, but Guinness. Um, mm. I don't like it. It's it's just too Guinnessy. <laughs> that's a good. That's a great description. Uh, it's it's not. It's like I, I taste it. It's it's too thick. It's like drinking liquid bread. It's not carbonated enough. It's got way too much of a coffee flavor for me. Um, and I, you know, here's the thing. I want to like Guinness. Mm-hmm. Um, when I lived in New York, there was this wonderful little bar called Patty Riley's, and I remember the first time I went in there as a young boy of 28, 29 years old. And I asked for a Coors Light because that's what I was drinking at the time. And the guy told me in a very thick Irish accent, we've got 12 taps, all of them Guinness. What would you like? (laughs) Um, And so I I had one, and and I've tried it about once every six, eight months. I'll I'll go, okay, I'm going to try this again. Everybody seems to like it, and I just don't. I wish I did. It's just the way my palate is wired. Love it. That's good. All right, Kirby, blank is your favorite type of fireworks. You know, my favorite type of fireworks are the one that someone else lights off. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So don't get me wrong. I mean, every once in a while, blowing some shit up is fun. But at the end of the day, I like to sit back, have a cocktail, watch a really cool fireworks show. That is, for me, that's a a great way to spend the 4th of July. You know, I think I grew up watching uh, my family, my uncles, you know, seeing who could get the closest to blowing their thumb off. And I it, like, even at a very young age, I'm like, this doesn't seem like a great idea. <laughs> so no, I, I think that that would be my answer. All right. Someone else doing it. Got it. <laughs> um, the beer brand that mm-hmm. you think is the most fun is. Oh, I think uh, dogfish head as mm. a, is a really fun brand. Yeah. I think they, 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 they're the one that came to mind. Yeah. Um, uh, they, they have some fun uh, with their uh, names. Uh, there's one in Texas, and damn it, I can't remember the name, but that actually has some great ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just go with Dogfish Head. And that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one, for sure. All right, Kirby, as a child, blank is the number of times you were squarely hit by a fireball during a Roman candle fight. <laughs> uh, probably once. Okay. I was usually pretty pretty uh, good at the game of dodgeball. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> and, uh, pretty, pretty shifty. Yeah, I was. Pretty, yeah, that was that was kind of my uh, my strength was okay. that I was uh, pretty good at getting away from it, and so yeah, not very often, which okay. is a good thing. All right. <laughs> okay. So now I know that you don't mow your lawn, right? No, I do not. But if you did, yeah, the beer you would drink after mowing on a hot summer day is. Oh, it would probably be. Um... Uh, an IPA of some sort, something right. uh, light and uh, juicy, so not too many uh, IBUs, so not too mm-hmm. bitter. That cosmic IPA mm. uh, we had from Boulevard when yep. we were at Expo East comes to mind, yeah, and I've been actually able really to fi- I've been actually able to find that here locally. Yeah. Um, it's real juicy, it's very vibrant, um, and it's six point five percent alcohol, so <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. All right, Kirby, the brand that represents America to you more than any other brand is blank. The brand that represents America more than any other brand. Well, I mean, based on uh, our conversation today, I'm not going to say Nike. Mm -hmm. Um, 
You know, I'm gonna go Sam Adams. Okay. Um, I, you know, again, I think it's just maybe because beer is on the brain, but I really, yeah. I like not only do I like their brand, I like the the beer, I like the fact that they're. What's not as well known is how many styles of different right. beer they get. I like the story behind it. You know, I've read their biography of how he literally, you know, that was not a popular thing to be going out and selling. And he went door to door. He was a he was the quintessential salesperson to start that company. And it was like him and an assistant, and that's it. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's actually not only the brand is cool, but I think it's a great American success story. So Sam Adams. I actually thought you'd say Budweiser. So good call. Well, Budweiser's not owned by uh, an American company, so. But it, that, that's not what I asked. I said that represents <laughs> America. That I think people think of Budweiser as a, an iconic American brand. But that's okay. Yeah. I think your answer was fabulous. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yep. All right. We've, Is that it? We've Are we, did we get it. all? Did we get all four? I think we. I think we got all four, my okay. friend. Okay. So we're now we're at rapid fire now, Kirby. We're going to talk about uniquely American foods. Okay, cool. Okay, real easy this week, right? Yeah. I, I want to make it easy. It's a holiday week. All I'm going to do is give you two choices. You just simply pick one or the other. There are no wrong answers. You don't even have to even explain what your thought process is. Just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Again, can't underscore this enough, Kirby. No wrong answers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hot dog or hamburger? Hamburger. Buffalo wings or pastrami on rye? Buffalo wings. Scrapple or gas station beef jerky? Uh, beef jerky. Rocky Mountain oysters or rattlesnake stew? Rattlesnake stew. Twinkies or Jello? Jello. Chili or Cincinnati chili? Chili. New England clam chowder or fried catfish? Uh, New England clam chowder. Meatloaf or grits? Meatloaf. Sweet tea or soft drinks? Sweet tea. Movie theater popcorn or frito pie? Oh, popcorn for sure. Raw oysters or Pacific Northwest salmon? Salmon. Grilled cheese or Philly cheesesteak? Philly cheesesteak. Gumbo or fried cheese curds? Oh, gumbo. Burrito or barbecue? Barbecue. Main lobster roll or peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Uh, lobster roll. You, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm very impressed. You're doing great, Kirby. <laughs> I'm hungry now. <laughs> Thanksgiving turkey or turducken? Oh, tur- uh, turkey. Chicago-style pizza or New York-style pizza? Yes. No! <laughs> no! Pick one! Um, I'll go New York-style. Okay, that was the correct answer, but still you get a fail because you didn't answer properly the first time. I had to goad you into answering and playing the game properly. But you know who always plays the game properly, especially when it comes to online stores, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? That'd be the good, strong, good goods at uh, Common Skew. Like we've talked about, they've created those Common Skew shops. They're a new, easy way for Common Skew users to build quick ordering solutions for their clients. No complicated inventory, no complicated purchasing methods. They've really made it really frictionless for the end user. So to learn more, go ahead and visit CommonSkew.com slash shops. You won't be sorry you did. Kirby really enjoyed broadcasting at some sort of a patriotic level today. Looking forward to our next discussion. Hope you have a great Independence Day weekend. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at PromoCorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.